You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. I cannot guarantee many things to you. You see, I used to be a business coach. And people say, well, Stephen, if I pay you the $30,000 for the coaching, what do you guarantee? I'll say, you know, I can't guarantee much. I can guarantee this, I can guarantee that, I can guarantee this, I can guarantee... And we have certain guarantees, because every business needs to have some sort of guarantee, right? The guarantee you pay your four bucks for a burger, you're going to get a burger in five minutes or less, right? If it goes 20 minutes, you're like, dude, where's a burger? I want a refund. We all want a guarantee. And here's the thing, we can't guarantee much in life. But I do have a guarantee for you. You ready for this? The one guarantee, I can guarantee you one thing or your money back. One thing. That one thing I can guarantee you right here, right now, is that I guarantee you that one of these days, you're going to die. Your soul will be gone from your body, and you're going to be stone cold, and you're dead. Stephen, be more positive. You're a pastor. You know, I'm positive you're going to die. So one of these days, your time is ticking. Every day that passes by is one day closer to death. This is the great sermon, Stephen. Well, I'm starting a brand new series. By the way, when I preach these messages, I literally pray. I I wanted to preach before we go move into the hotel. I said, God, what do you? I'm going to preach about serving, so we get people to help serve and help volunteer for the church. That's what I'm going to preach on. But no, nothing nothing came to me. Holy Spirit, nothing came to me. God, we need to raise funds to buy the equipment and all that stuff. I'm going to talk about generosity. But no, the Holy Spirit just wasn't tugging on my heart. And then what ended up happening was I saw a funeral home. I said, what the beep? Like, a funeral home? Why would I see a funeral? Why would the Holy Spirit put a funeral home in my spirit? And here's what I really felt the Holy Spirit telling me. This next few weeks, I'm talking about a series on legacy. How are you going to be remembered when you die? Every single one of us cannot pay to not die. We can go out and pay extra for, you know, Botox and look like we're younger. We can go out and pay for health coach and be sexy like me and, look, you know, live a longer life. We can do all kinds of stuff to pay. But honestly, no matter how much money you pay, eventually you're going to die. And that is a guarantee in life. We are all going to freaking die. I am beating this like a dead horse because we're going to die. So tonight, I want to talk to you about the first word on the legacy series is the legacy of fear. My friends, there are people out there who are dying in fear. A month and a half ago, I was in a hospice for someone who was passing away. And just thoughts in my head was just like, how many of these people here would say they live their life to the fullest potential. Say they, they actually live without an ounce of dream left in them. Would say they actually fulfilled the God-given potential that was in them. Or did they live their life mediocrity? Live their life in misery? Living their life in fear? And that is what my prayer is tonight. 
is that I'm going to pray and preach to you about a message of the legacy of fear. You see, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a spirit of sound mind. God, fear is not of God. So if you say, oh, I feel fearful of this happening or this happening, that's not God. That is not God. Fear is opposite of faith. I'm going to show you guys a quick video here of this box, this brown box. And this brown box inside there is $100,000. This radio station says, you can have this in there if you'll put your hand in and grab it to this young kid. So he was like, oh, great. But here's the thing. You told us before you came here your greatest fears. Tarantulas and spiders and snakes. and So you're going to have to overcome your fear before you get the box of $100,000. And let's watch it really quick. What happens to him? Forgive me. Anyways, so God is looking at us like we're looking at that guy like laughing. But here we are blindfolded saying, I want this. But oh my gosh, it's slimy. What slime is a teddy bear? There's no slime behind it. So fear is the biggest thing that takes us away from living out the legacy that God has for us to be here. You and I are meant to live an imprint on this earth. 
when, not if, when you die, what will you be remembered for? What will you be remembered as? Are people going to say, oh, you know, here's the crazy part. Ready for this? Here's the crazy part. I Believe me, I'm an entrepreneur. I am a businessman. We have all kinds of different stuff, avenues, revenues. We're still hustling. We're still making more money. But let me tell you this. No one ever says, ooh, that person died a rich man. No one. No one says how rich you were or how poor you were. So for those of us who are aiming for riches, you are seriously screwed for life. Because that's all you think you'll be remembered for is your riches. Now believe me, again, believe me, I'm a hustler, okay? I'm a hustler, we're a hustler. But I know that that's not how I want to be remembered by. Because no one remembers. Who knows their great, 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 great grandparent and says, oh, my great, 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 great grandparent left me a ton of money. No one says that. So for those people who says out there, oh, I'm hustling to leave a legacy. Your legacy is not money. You're lying to yourself. Your great-grandchildren is going to get that money and blow it. And they're going to be like, there's your legacy. Prostitutes, Lamborghinis, whatever. And it, there's your legacy right there. That's not prostitutes. No. <laughs> That's bad. Don't do that. Unless you want to. It's up to you. Praise the <laughs> Lord. So, <laughs> here's the thing. Your legacy is up to you. But we are in charge of what we do every single day. Listen, the decision you make in the next hour, next two hours, next three hours, next day, week, every single decision you make today is going down in history as your legacy. Think about that. You're going to honk your horn and piss off at the person in front of you? That's the legacy you left for that person. About remembering who your face is. And for me, I'm going to be real with you. Back when I was a business coach, I was a freaking greedy mother effer. And I was like, yeah, give me your money, give me your money. You know, and I, but later on, Life hit me and says, no, life is more than money. Now again, I'm still hustling. But let me tell you this right now, the legacy of fear. Fear is what we need to get rid of. And I'm going to give you guys the A, B, and C of fear. What fear does to us. Who has a little bit of fear here for something? We all have fear. So first one, fear takes us away. Say away. Away. Matthew 14, 25, 32. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. They were scared. They feared. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come out to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat walked on water toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Then immediately Jesus reached out his hand, caught him, and said, Leave of little faith, uh, why do you doubt? And then they climbed into the boat, and the wind died down. My friends, here's the thing. This story here, you know, we all know that Jesus walked on water. Jesus walks, right? God, show me the way. Right? Jesus walks on water, and here's what's the moral of the story, is these guys were terrified of the, the storm. They were terrified. There was a storm coming. But Jesus shows us the very thing you're fearful of, Jesus is walking on top of. And here's another part. Jesus is saying the very thing you're fearful that will take you out in life is the very thing Jesus says to Peter, come. 
and you also walk on top of the very thing you're fearful of. So for those of you who are saying, oh, I'm so fearful of X, Y, and Z, Jesus already walked on top of that. You're good. You can walk on top of that. But here's the fantastic thing about this, is that Jesus, although he says, I'm doing it, you come do it. That's fantastic. Everything Jesus does, we can do. He actually says that greater things shall you do that I'm doing. Greater. And that's the ultimate leadership, by the way. Ultimate leadership is this. Stephen is starting Living Faith Church Little Italy. I pray that whoever pastors Living Faith Church Miramar grows more than Little Italy. And whoever pastors Living Faith Church Los Angeles grows even more than Little Italy. Does that make sense? You're supposed to pass the person on top of you. That's called leadership. The person says, no, 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 they can't bypass me. That's called dictatorship. I need to be on top of them. No, no, they have to see me as a leader. I think I'm going to raise them. I'll help them up. But if they go higher than me, no, 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 no. I can't have that. That person's not a leader and never will have any followers. If you have no followers, you're just a person not walking, having people follow you. You're just on a walk by yourself. So if you say, how do you know you're a leader? How do you know someone will listen to you? Is who's following you. If no one's following you, you ain't no leader. You're just a person who has an opinion. You're a Karen. That's all you are. I got an opinion. I talk to the manager. I got something to say. No one gives a crap, dude. Okay? So understand that fear takes us away. Peter was saying, bro, if it's you, let me come on top of there with you. Come on top. Takes his eyes off of Jesus. He sees the wind. We were talking about vision. He saw the wind, and he took his eyes off of Jesus. He got fearful and started taking him down. He began to sink. Keep in mind, many of us here, how it says, yes, I love Jesus. Yes, Jesus is on my side. You got this. We're going to tackle this. But the moment something happens, a disappointment happens, you get a phone call. Someone says, no, this can't happen. Or the bank tells you, no, this loan won't go through. Or you say, health happens. You begin to take your eyes off of Jesus saying, this is not going to work. What happens? The way God works, he doesn't say, oh, no, 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 no. No, believe in me. Let me show you. He doesn't do that. You know what he does? You take your eyes off of Jesus. This will work. Okay, fine. It won't work. Sink. So you take your eyes off of Jesus the moment that's when you sink. God's not, well, let him prove himself. No, 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 no. It's keep your eyes on Jesus and then have faith in Jesus and then you'll be able to walk on top. 1 Samuel 17, 24, whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. We talk about David Goliath. When the Israelites would see Goliath, they all fled from him in great fear. My friends, whatever avenue of life you are going down, business, relationships, finances, whatever it is, understand this. If you look at your situation and have even an ounce of fear, you're going away from your destiny. And that is a way you're having a legacy of fear. Oh, well, brother so-and-so, now dead. He was a fearful man. That's what I'm going to say about you. He was kind, but he didn't accomplish his life goals. He didn't accomplish his life mission. He just kept playing it safe. My friends, I pray that we as Living Faith Church will develop people of faith. Saying, you know what? It looks like a giant, but I can tackle this mofo. I can take on this giant. I can handle the situation. I can walk on the water that's causing me to sink. So the next one here is fear takes us below. Say below. 
So A is for away, B is for below. Once again, Matthew 14, 30. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and he began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Take some under. Matthew 13, 15. Now he did not do mighty works there because of their unbelief. My friends, if you're wondering, why isn't God not moving on my behalf? Why isn't God doing a miracle in my life? Well, here's the thing. We can limit God. He, now he, Jesus, did not do many mighty works there, that town, because of their unbelief. You and I can, actually, according to scripture, we can limit God. Wait, God's unlimited. Of course, he is. But he is limited by your unbelief. So if we say, let me raise my believing, then you're raising his ability to move in your life. Saying, God, I want you to move. So believe in him. Trust in him. And that's what we're aiming here for. Living faith, church. See, moving forward. Fear takes a circling. Have you guys ever seen someone drowning? What do they do? They're panting. They're moving their arms and legs. They're like trying to stay afloat. They're really, honestly, going in circles. So much movement, so much breath, and so much exercise, and so much you know muscle being worked on, but they ain't moving. They ain't getting on top. They're just barely surviving. How many of us here feel that way? That we feel that all tired, we're busy, we're busy, we're busy, we're busy, but nothing's actually accomplished here. Nothing's actually happening. And what happens is, is what, what stops us is fear. We begin to fear things in our mind and we begin to stop us and say, oh my gosh, I'm getting busy doing all kinds of stuff, but not actually accomplishing nothing. Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I am God. Joshua 5, 6, the Israelites had moved about in the wilderness for how long? 40 years. Did you know that that 40 years that they were going around in circles? Circles, literally circles, should have only taken them 11 days. 11 days became a 40-year circling. 11 days or 40 years, you decide what you want to take. But the reason why they kept going in 40 years is because they kept memorizing and bickering and not having faith, but living in fear. Yeah, I'm so hungry. And God's like, here's manna from heaven. Oh, I want meat. I'm, I'm, I'm not vegetarian. He goes, okay, here's some quail eggs. <laughs> God provided for them, but they still whine and bitch and complain. <laughs> living faith church, welcome. <laughs> so here's the thing. If all you're doing is whining, complaining, and memorizing, it's not working, my life sucks, blah. You're going to be stuck there for 40 years. How is that a good God? It's a good God because he gives you free will and you're choosing to stay in your misery. My friends, God's plan was not for them to stay in 40 years. It was just 11 days. 11 days. John 5, 6 to 8, when Jesus saw him lying there, the scribbled man uh, by the pool of Bethesda, he learned that he'd been in this condition for a long time. He asked him, this man, do you want to get well, sir? The invalid replied. I have no one to help me in the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else gets down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, pick up your mat and walk. Here's a fascinating story about this thing. Jesus, the miracle working God, says to this man, do you want to get well? And he says, oh, well, the he's complaining. The water is stirred. He's complaining. But here he is in front of the presence of the ultimate healer, but he's not focusing on the healing guy. He's still focusing 
and bickering, complaining. Fear takes you away from faith. It takes you away from faith. Well, I'm believing, law of attraction. I'm believing, I'm believing. Because are you believing me? My friends, these guys believing. He's believing in the water to be moved. He's waiting on things to change for him, but he's believing in the wrong thing. Jesus is standing right in front of him, saying, do you want to get well? And he bickers and complains about something else, where the ultimate healer is right there. So first one is fear takes us away. Fear takes us below. Fear takes us circling. And the last one is a do. Fear is deceiving. Say deceiving. Deceiving. Acts 16, 16, 18. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we met a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, who tell you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed, he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command out of her. At the very moment, the spirit left her. Here's what's funny about it. She wasn't telling lies. She was telling the truth. Can I say this? These fortune tellers and other spirits mediums, they're not telling lies. They're telling the truth. She's telling the truth. Because, you know what's funny about this, this verse here is I was like, interesting, Paul got annoyed. So which means this is probably the instance in the Bible where this woman was trolling them. So this, this could be called, she could be called a troller. Because she was just saying, she was telling the truth. These are the men who get you guys to tell you how to be saved. These are the men who get you guys to be saved. She's trolling them. And Paul got annoyed, like, no, spirit get out of her. <laughs> My friends, here's the thing. Deception. We get fearful, so we look for other mediums out there. We look for other aspects. Oh, man. My, my, my medical bills. Oh man, my this. So I got to look to money to help me save myself. I got to look to, oh my gosh, I got to look to this. I got to look to that. Look everywhere else because we are fearful. We want to take charge. You guys, this is hard for me to be honest. I'm a control freak. So someone said to me, just trust God. I'm like, mm, I will trust God, but I got to take charge somehow as well. You know, and honestly, I'm, gonna be real. I'm just being real. Can I be real you guys? I'm not perfect. I am not perfect. But so many times, I okay, God, I trust you. There's nothing else I can do. You know what's interesting? Noah and the ark. God told Noah how to build the ark. And he told Noah to build the ark with the windows from the very, 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 very top. You know why? Because in the middle of their 40-year journey of the storm that they were in, it showed Noah you cannot look at the storm. You only have a chance to look up. And that's all you got to look at. Because he was looking up to see the weather. So keep in mind this aspect, is that in the middle of your storm, don't look at your storm, look at your God. Don't look at your situation, the thing you fear. So what's stopping you? What's the fear thing in your head that's stopping you from moving forward, from living the life God has for you, that's stopping you from living your legacy? 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love Drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Now this verse has been argued by a lot of theologians. They would say perfect love drives out fear. What is perfect love? God. God. 
If you say, I want fear to leave me, you know what anxiety is? Anxiety is fear. I deal with anxiety so much, I can't sleep at night. I'm Honestly, it's lack of faith. Just to be real. It's just being real. Because you're saying, I can't deal with my situation. Don't freaking deal with it then. Keep your eyes on Jesus. I am the brother of Jesus. No, you're not because you're dealing with anxiety. But isn't a chemical imbalance? Listen, in the Philippines, they don't believe in anxiety. Because there's no such thing as that. They just say, get over it. Okay. I mean, now they do because they're talking about it. They're getting westernized, okay? But let me tell you this right now. A lot of these things now, a lot of these different diagnoses are created by the very people who create the medicine. It's a business. Let's be real here. I'm not going to get into that too much. (laughs) I probably already... (laughs) The doctor in the house is like, yeah, go for it. Give it to the man. Here's the thing. Someone says, I'm having anxiety. I'm having a panic attack. Why? Because I just got a medical report. I just got a bill. I can't do it. What if I said to you, hey, here is a million dollars. Guess what happens to anxiety? Someone who says, I, I don't know what's happening with, with, with what's going to go on with, with this or that or this or that. They're stressed because the anxiety is, is, is stress-induced. But if someone says, I have the cure to whatever you're looking for, what happens to anxiety? It's God. So don't tell me you have faith and have anxiety. They don't go together. They don't. Because again, if someone's having a panic attack anxiety off of financial issues, and I said, here's a million dollars, the anxiety gone. Now they're sunshine, butterflies. Let me tell you this right now. If you want to tackle your life and live a life of good legacy, be remembered for the good things, not out of fear, not living your life of fear, then get faith. How do I get faith, Stephen? Well, Romans says, faith come by hearing, and hearing the word of God. So you sitting down in this church, or any church, but this church particularly, you're going to get faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God preach to you every Sunday. I may not be the one preaching it, but some of them come up here and preach the word of God. If you're not in San Diego and you're listening to this right now, you're getting the word of God. If you, if you find a Bible church, hopefully a church that's living faith soon in the future right around you, but get involved in a church because that's where faith rises up. So you can go on Monday and say, Monday, the storm, I'm walking on you. I'm going to go ahead and just not deal with these issues, but just lift my eyes to Jesus. My friends, 1 John 4, 8, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Because God is love. The verse before that, 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Perfect love drives out fear because fear, perfect love, who's who's perfect love? God. Because fear has to do with punishment, condemnation, judgment. The one who fears is not perfect in love. My friends, Living Faith Church is a church that's the most non judgmental church out there. 
And that is where we say there's no punishment. Living Faith Church is a church of faith, hope, and love. So tonight, if you're here and you're saying, Stephen, I do have some fears. I, I deal with that stuff. How do I get rid of it? Well, stop having fear. Have faith. How do I have faith? I, I, I don't know how to get faith. Well, faith comes by hearing. And now here's the interesting part. Now the question is, what are you going to do with what you just heard? So that's the reason we pray. We say, we lift up our hands to receive, like John said earlier, to receive his love. What a perfect song for tonight. Oh, he loves us. He really, really loves us. So really grasp onto the idea that he does love you. But the question is, are you accepting his love? Or you say, I'll accept your love, but just a little bit, because I want to hold on to some of this. Believe me, friends, I'm guilty as a mofo, okay? I'm guilty of not having perfect love and having fear. But now I'm just like, you know what? God, I'm going to trust in you. Every eye is closed, every head bowed. Tonight, if you're here, first and foremost, if you're saying, for those of the broadcast, Stephen, I have not really surrendered my life to Christ. I haven't really given my life to Jesus. What does that mean? It simply means I'm going to start believing in you more. That's all it means is that I'm going to believe in you a little bit more. If that's you tonight, I'm going to have to ask you to gently raise your hand so I can see so I know who I'm praying for. If you say, Stephen, yes, I want to believe in Jesus a little bit more. I want to have a relationship with Jesus. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you have that, put it down. Amen. God bless you. Everyone pray this prayer with me right now out loud. Say, Dear Jesus, I believe in you. I trust in you. I pray right now, Lord, that you would forgive me of my sins. I claim God is my Father. Heaven is my home. And I pray you fill me with your Holy Spirit. Speak to me now. Guide me every day. I give you the praise. Now let me pray for you. Father God, for those who raise their hand, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would begin to impart faith into them. That every person in this room tonight, Lord, that we would begin to have faith over fear. That fear would leave us slowly but surely, but eventually we would be so full of faith that fear is no more. That we would not leave a legacy of fear. That we would not let fear stop us from living our life that you've given to us, abundant life. So, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would begin to move mightily in our lives. Now, tonight, if you are here and you say, Stephen, this word was for me. I need to have faith over fear. I need to let go of fear and start walking on the water and looking at Jesus, not worrying about nothing else. Just in your own seat, just lift up your hands to Jesus as we pray right now. Lift up your hands to Jesus if that's you. So, Father God, for those whose hands are lifted up higher, right now, God, I pray that those who have fear may be released right now in the name of Jesus. And that we would have slowly but surely have faith imparted into us by your Holy Spirit. I pray right now, God, that you would speak loud and clear. Move mightily in our lives. That we would not leave a legacy of fear, but a legacy of faith. Accomplishing all that you have for us. We thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise and glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 
for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.